It's time for the Man Up Podcast. A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys. Alrighty. So get ready for a spiritual, motivational, and fun experience as we explore issues unique to the spiritual leader in all men. Oh, yeah. Get ready to Man Up. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Hey, this is Man Up Podcast number 52. That means we've been uh, on the air uh, broadcasting for a whole year. So let's break out the bubbly. We don't actually have any here, though. So, (laughs) Uh, hey, welcome, everybody. My name is Bill Cox, and we are so glad you're here. And where is here? Well, here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas, which is right outside of Houston, which is in the state of Texas, in the US of A. So we're so glad you're here. What we do, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And we call this an oasis for men to just come and deepen their faith and understand this. We don't want to change men's lives. What we want to do is we want to add a little faith perspective to your life. Think of it this way. You are out there as a man every day, busting it, building yourself bigger. Think of it as like a barrel. You're making the strength of that barrel. But what are you doing on the inside? Not much. So that's what we do here. And because we're not pastors, we're trying to bring it to your level and with different viewpoints. And that's what we do. And one of our members brought that up, and I stole it from him, from Mr. Kyle Trahan, who was uh, on the podcast, the Seven Principles of Success podcast with Josh Kangley. So we're going to have him talk about that in a little bit um, about what he said, his experience, maybe what he learned on that. And we like those interviews because that gives you a chance to find out a little bit more about the panel that we have here. And let me go into what we'll be talking about today. We're in the study, Six Battles Every Man Must Win, and it's a book by Mr. Bill Perkins. And we are on the battle number five. five which is fight for your friends. Hey, thank you, panel. Third grade math was hardest three years of my life. So, uh, <laughs> fight for your friends, fellas. <clears throat> and the panel that we have here today is, and I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to introduce them, and then we'll, I'll let them uh, introduce themselves, so you can uh, kind of uh, put a voice with a name and what they do. And I'm going to start out with. Uh, the professor, he's a world-class trainer, but just changed jobs, so I don't know what rank that job is. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koshu. Well, I used to say fortune whatever, but now, I mean, now he's with a different company. I have no idea. So anyway. It's a fortune company. It's a, for, it's a company in fortune. So uh, we're so glad he's here, though. And our resident policy writer. Our resident intellectual. You can't have a program without it. But he's also a gambler. So uh, you got to have a little vice. So Mr. Steve Titch is here with us. 
And right across the table, just in case our gambler gets out of line, we have an attorney who's also a prosecutor. We call him the judge. Mr. Michael Cropper is here. And our deacon, he's also an insurance guy, but he's also the celebrity of the group because he's the one that did the interview first, Mr. Kyle Trahan. My name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a salesman, but I'm a writer and actor, and I'm a believer that men are leaders, and you lead in your circle of influence, whether it's just your family, or in your work, or just your neighborhood. And we want to make sure that you are well equipped to be a leader of faith. And with that, I want to go ahead and uh, go around the room. And But, oh, before I start, let's turn over real quick and uh, talk to Mr. Kyle. And uh, we have this uh, interview, I guess, posted on the Man Dash Up Facebook page. But it's also, I saw it on the uh, HelloMyNameIsJosh.com website. You're the lead on that, too. He's got uh, your picture and everything, so... Uh, and with that, I'll go ahead and I'll turn it over to uh, to Kyle. Tell us about your interview. Do you realize I had a picture out there? Yeah. <laughs> That's adding to my celebrity status. You know? Yeah, there you go. Big uh, hitter. Yeah, so really, really an interesting thing. You know, um, you know, it's rare that you get interviewed. Right. You know, sometimes somebody will say, tell us a little bit about yourself. But uh, an interview is just something a little bit different. And, um, you know, so we were able to talk about Man Up. Um, you know, what our basic focus is, like you said, it's just a, a way for guys to get together and learn about God and uh, principles and bounce ideas off of each other. And, uh, you know, looking forward to our, our future. As you said, 52 podcasts, which is just... Amazing, so amazing that we Mind-boggling was right. my thought of, you know, this little goofy thought we had a year ago has actually been a year now. Well, you know, one of the uh, uh, comments that I've gotten about this, um, about the podcast from what people have uh, listened and, and they said they liked the fact that it was real and that it was guys that aren't preaching down to them. We're just varied guys that are discuss discussing the issues and they felt like they could engage more. So that's been one of the real positive comments that... Uh, that I've heard. So, hey, glad you had that experience. And going to go around the room and introduce everybody. And uh, the guy who's working, but I'm not sure where, uh, <laughs> Robert Koshu. Welcome. Glad you're here. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> well, I, I, hi. I actually can tell you, uh, I work for the fourth largest credit um, bureau in the Credit, credit union. union. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm still getting all the terminology. <laughs> right, right. Coming from a financial He's new. Insurance financial new. services right. coming into a credit union world. But the largest one in the city of Houston, TDECU, and I'm a senior talent development and specialist there now. So doing a lot of instructional design. So that's my new world. But that's not why we're here. What does that stand for, TDECU? TDECU used to be, it started out as the Texas Dow Employees Credit Union. Oh, that's right. started right. in 1955 okay. when five guys got together and loaned a buddy money, loaned a friend of theirs money to buy a refrigerator and kind of grew from there to be the fourth largest one in the state of Texas. A big so. refrigerator you could buy now. Yep. Well, and well, uh, how big? They they are the named sponsor 
for my schools my that I'm an alumni of football stadium, TDECU Stadium on the campus of the University of Houston. Matter of fact, kind of a running joke in the building now is that everybody realizes that I'm the guy that showed up and had their stadium picture in my demo PowerPoint and the picture was from my personal collection. All right, enough about jobs. Yeah, um, friendship. About so right. friendship is one of those things and guys, girls have more friends than we do. Yeah. And right. Then you get into what's happened with, and I'm going to use the air quotes here, friendship over the last five to ten years. Um, great example, I put out that I changed jobs on LinkedIn, my professional connection, and then a little more fun one on my Facebook page that I changed jobs. I have 300 ish friends on Facebook. How many of them are truly my friends? Um, you guys in the room, because I know we're all friends on Facebook. Right. A um, couple of guys at my old job. A couple of ladies from my old job that I'm friends with. Oh, easy killer. And Come on now. But, but that's it. Now, go back, dial back. How many of those friends on Facebook, even the ones who were more casual, can I really sit down and have serious discussions with. Better, better yet, how how many can Two. you depend on if you need help? One, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what yeah. the lesson and, goes and, into. And, and this right. is one of the this lesson gets to the heart of one of the challenges men have. Yeah, right. I would agree. Is with that. to develop mm -hmm. true friendship and true connections because we all learned growing up. You know, suck it up, suck it up, mm -hmm. suck it up. <laughs> right, right. Good you know, deal. And don't share. So this great lesson. It's going to be a great discussion. Steve Titch, good to see you again, my man. Hello. Um, this, uh, the, the chapter is titled Fight for Your Friends, and perhaps the uh, one, of, one aspect of it is fight for the time. <laughs> To have friends. Oh, no and, question and about it. We 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 had a good discussion on Sunday, and I think we just basically broached the the the, the topic. But um, as as Robert's saying, my my closest friends all kind of go back to high school. It's probably the guys in this room I've had the closest friendships with since then, which is which is in some ways. Kind of a sad comment. Um, I either got friends who knew me from high school, or friends who know me from the last couple of years, who I really feel comfortable being around. Um, and 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 that's the, the latter is because of the church life. Um, but this is I think this is this is a an increasing problem. It is a problem with men, and I think because we are pulled in so many directions, have so many priorities, so many demands on our time. Not, and it's not frivolous. I'm not saying we're <clears> off <throat> binging Netflix. We, we got jobs, we got family, we got responsibilities. Uh, and and the, unfortunately, the thing that gets cut out is your personal friend time. Because you tend to feel, you know, it, it, you feel it has to be sacrificed. And um, there are times personal sacrifices in order, certainly this, but I think as men we've got to be very careful about uh, taking, a, taking, this, 
taking the idea of friendships and relationships outside of our family, um, outside of our work, and not giving them the attention they need, we would need them as, as because because they, they develop us as people. Absolutely, right. Michael Cropper, yes, the judge. Things. Yes, um, fighting for your friends. I remember it was much easier to have close friends in junior high and high school. Uh, back then, <clears throat> when you didn't have a serious relationship with a, a lady or a girl, we focused on each other. I mean, we, I'd go, I'd mentioned in class that we had, uh, I had a very best friend that we hung out all the time. He was in band with me in middle school, high school. And I'd go pick him up and we'd go drink coast and do whatever and vice versa, he'd come pick me up. And I can remember that with a, a, a lot of fondness. And uh, even in, uh, to college we were still good friends. Um, but as you get older, as you develop r relationships with your, your soon-to-be wife or wife whenever you get married, uh, men have difficulty keeping up those friendships and providing the amount of time they need for it. Steve, you're absolutely right on. And forcing the time. Do you, do you think that's also because of shared experience? That oh, no. It's easier to develop yes. the friendships early on because well, yeah, early that, on we have more shared experience. Well, that's what I was uh, sharing uh, about as well. It's formative experiences. And anytime you go through a crisis, it builds community, whereas wealth builds walls. Sure. But the thing about it is, is that men, when they marry women, uh, they marry the woman that they see, whereas women marry men based on the man of the future. This is how this man is going to be. And my wife, and like I shared before, doesn't particularly like my friends. And she doesn't think that uh, my friends are a good influence on me. And you know the funny thing is? My other friends' wives aren't crazy about me because they don't think I'm a good influence on on their husbands. So I, I guess it's just the uh, uh, the control that the women have when you're married. It's difficult to keep your friends and your wife, plain and simple. Well, they seem For me. That, uh, that's a good point. They seem to establish and they yield a, a control over us on who our friends are Absolutely. Our house is not happy if our wife is not happy. That's right. And, and it's it's very true. <laughs> that, that is and, true. And, and, and my, wife, my ex, wife. I was married for 30, 32 years, and my ex had a couple friends that were not good for our relationship. Right. Period. And, and, and another comment you made earlier that's so important, in fact, you made it many times, Bill, and that's simply women will carve out the time for their relationships. They, many of them keep their high school buddies, they keep their middle school buddies, and they force a time and cut it out. Where men, we go on, we'll go, we'll, we'll do what we need to do at the time we need to do it, and right. we will not necessarily carve out the time, like Steve says, to keep up with our high school friends and our middle school friends. Or we run into the second problem, and that's simply that our spouses do not like our friends. Do not approve. I'm, I'm going to throw something out, because you mentioned this the other day, uh, and I think it's it's somewhat of the norm. Um, you're not the only man who said, my wife doesn't like the friends I have. No. And I wonder, now I'm not necessarily in that situation myself, but I wonder 
because these friends are from the past, there's, there's experience there. There's kind of before marriage and after marriage. Yes. And... <laughs> Now tie this into what you just said. Your women, which I think is, there's a lot to that. Women yes. marry, marry as an investment. They want, they're marrying who you're going to be in 10 years down right. the line. Yes. Um, and they're marrying you for your potential. Your, the friends from college are an anchor you don't want, your want you going back there. Right. <laughs> um, one way or another, maybe, maybe not consciously, um, but that's and, and that there is a there is a friction there's 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 friction there, but I I also know that there is um, this expectation this almost a social expectation that when you know the, the guys the guys joke about it at bachelor parties we're, we're never going to see Kyle again <laughs> right 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 right, <laughs> I mean, right Kyle oh, or we're never going to see Robert again right 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 and, but, but, they but the true. idea is is that once, once you get married you're now you're now yeah. moving into you the circle her. and and you yes and and and, we talk, and, and, and right. generally and and what happens is is, is the the wife manages the social life so right. you will you will hang out with her friends or or the the friends the people you meet mutually or the friend she approves of or the fr and and uh, and you do <laughs> more things right. as as couples and um my my point being is that the the the, the for my, most men their strongest their strongest male friendships predate their marriages and they're often pressured to give that up Yes. Um, yeah. One way or another, or even or even right. they just slowly fade away. It's, they, uh, I think yeah. it's even if it in the pressure. Well, and, and I was going to say, I don't think my wife disapproved of me and my friends from college. High school didn't really run into any of them. Uh, I, I kind of cut off quick when I left high school, um, but it was more the fade away. Mm -hmm. You know, we do still keep in touch with the, with my two best friends from college. We do still, matter of fact, mm -hmm. we gave he his house flooded, and due to our work commitments, we couldn't help them much. But we gave him a respite. I gave him a U of H tickets for a game, right? So they right, could right. go. Well, all right, Kyle, the, go ahead and take the, fading, the, the big question here. The the big question here is, you know, really, how do we as mature men? build relationships now with friends and get out right. of the rut that we've been driving in for so long, you know, and it seems like at this table the statements are fairly similar, you know, today. And, you know, I, I think, you know, some of it, some of it stems, you know, like I know for myself, my last best friend, if you would, um, passed away kind of suddenly. He, we knew he was ill, but was getting better and then all of a sudden he wasn't, you know. Uh, and it was one of those guys that you could talk to any time of the day or night uh, about any topic or whatever. And, you know, I know for myself, some of us just guarding, you know, guarding your own heart because, you know, that hurt, that stinks. You know, when you lose somebody, you know, way before they should, you know, we've probably all experienced that with someone in our lives, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and so some of it is just guarding to, you know, make sure that I don't get hurt again uh, in the future, you know. But, you know, there's often times as well when we lose a friend or whatever that the book talks about 
you know, there's generally a reason for that, okay? Um, maybe you did something, maybe they did something, whatever. You know, I can remember a lot of times one of my best friends wasn't a best friend until we romped on the ground for a while, you know, throwing swings, you know? And then all of a sudden, you're best buds, you know? Um, but that also reminds us there's conflict in friendship, you know? Yes. Um, that you're always going to butt heads, you know? And that's half the fun but, of but this type of class the, here. The, the, the other thing is the, the butting heads is good to a certain extent mm -hmm. because it brings you the other, and, and a true friend, you, you know, will cause you to stop and think for a minute. You know, not always. You know, it, it talks about being a strong encourager. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But a true friend will also sit down with you and talk it out. Um, one of the guys that I am really good friends with at work, you know, he actually sat down and talked to me from my former job as I was making the transition. And he kind of played the devil's advocate a little bit with me. You know, about look what all you're leaving. You know, kind of a thing. Versus what are you going to? You know, and I think some of that a true friend, it takes a true friend to really do that, to confront you, to talk with you, and to be, you use a guy term in your face about it. Because sometimes, you know, let's all be honest, we all, we need that occasionally. You know, we need, sometimes we do need the guy to come up and slap us upside the head and say, hey, look, pay well, attention. That's because we're usually boneheads. <laughs> But here's the thing, we, we may be a bonehead, but we may have a reason for something, doing something that may look bonehead to somebody, but we can handle it, okay? Like the poem says, there's a poem that says, uh, don't lead me, I may not follow, don't follow, I may not lead. Just walk beside me and be my friend. And that poem has kind of stuck with me my life. Because here's the thing. One of the important things about it is friends don't try to change friends. The whole reason why they're your friend, the vast majority of the time, is because they readily accept you as you. And they like you. And they like you right. for some reason or another, okay? Mm -hmm. What makes some of those bonds even better is for, like me, playing on sports teams or being in the military. Some of those guys are still some of my best friends. And some of the ones that we went through formative years, like Kyle talking about. And I shared this story before where when I went into middle school, I got in a fight with a kid the first five days of middle school because he was making fun of my pants. Thing about it is, I was the new kid in the school. But nobody was going to stand up for me. So I stood up for myself. I still see that guy every reunion. And I tell him, without you, I would not be me. Because that was a formative moment in my personality. Was I going to 
stand up to the bully or was I just going to sit there and take it? By rising up to that challenge and handling it, it changed the way that I've lived my life. And he has become a friend because of it. So I believe there really is two ways. Because they either agree with you and you just get along, or it is crisis or shared heightened moments of bonding when you're you know when you're together doing having an altercation or something that kind of stuff is what bonds men whereas with women the i mean if you if you're willing to talk to them 